For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. It is Tom and Bach. It's kind of interesting. Northwestern is going to host Purdue this Saturday, tomorrow, at Wrigley Field in Chicago. All right. That's cool. The Bears used to play their their games there. I think uh, they ended their 70 season at Wrigley and then started at Soldier Field the next year. Oh, yeah. Um, the last college game was 2010. Northwestern played Illinois there. Uh, but there was a time... In the 30s, where they played a lot of games at Wrigley Field, the first college game there was DePaul versus St. Louis in 1938. Uh, but it's been that Division One back then. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. That was back in the day when you would play the YMCA or the Girl yeah. Scouts or whatever. That's right. Uh, you could get on the schedule. People forget DePaul's in Chicago. I think that's right. Easy to forget. It, it's some. Uh, they used to be good. Remember when DePaul was good? Yeah. Uh, they haven't been for a while. That's a. That is one of those. Sleeping the giant discussions, I think, uh, that someday DePaul will come back. Uh, all you have to do is get a couple of those kids that just have been going elsewhere or anywhere elsewhere. Um, You're talking basketball. Talking basketball. <laughs> I, I don't think DePaul football is I don't is even around. know if DePaul football is no. still around. No, I But, don't. like, Loyola's there. Yeah. There's a lot of Chicago no. colleges there that right. probably – yeah, yeah I nobody dri- really my thought to. drifted to basketball. I wasn't still talking about DePaul <laughs> yeah. football. Like eventually uh, DePaul football will uh, be back. Uh, but they are playing a, a football game, Northwestern versus Purdue, this Saturday. Uh, it's weird. I don't think you would like this, Bach, because they have to go the same way offensively every time. Otherwise, they might run into the right field wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't like which that. Which is padded. I guess it's, it's padded, but still pretty dangerous. I mean, you've seen people, you know, outfielders injured yeah. running into the wall uh so well, these guys are a little more have some padding on they should be able to crash yeah. into the wall that'd be more entertainment for my yeah. uh, for my argument especially a northwestern game you need some you're gonna that. watch it just because it's at wrigley though i might check out the scene yeah. probably i don't know if watch it would probably be the way i yeah. categorize that i think purdue is gonna know, dominate northwestern either way but yeah. uh yeah it, it, that's cool yeah. i like that you know northwestern's uh, kind of open to um, doing those sort of things. Obviously, going to go play in uh, Ireland yeah. next year. Um, and a lot of that's just being able to give up their home games and stuff like that because they don't have too much to lose from it. Yep. Uh, the other note, of course, uh, Mel Tucker getting 10 years and $95 million. Did you see Mel Tucker's stain? I mean, obviously, $95 million really did the talking, even though yeah. he said – it was a destination job making stuff That's up. That's right, not a stepping stone. It's not a stepping stone. It's a destination job, which nobody believes without $95 million, uh, million would he still be there. He'd no. be packing his bags for USC or LSU or somewhere else. But I love it because it is a destination job if you have $95 million uh, waiting around for you. And I've been waiting for these Big Ten teams, and I know a lot of it's – you know, a lot of it's just those two big donors or whatever it was. But, you know, to, to kind of spend that money, you always hear the Big Ten oh. SEC are making a whole lot of more TV money. Well, when's, you know, when do you start to separate? And the Big Ten, uh, 
is doing that. You know, you, they basically had a middling school and then in Michigan State, as far as, you know, kind of where they rank historically in the Big Ten, and it looked like you're going to lose to the SEC, a top-level SEC team. Well, instead, you know, you keep the best coaches in the Big Ten, and yeah. and that's what I like to see moving forward. If the Big Ten wants to compete with the SEC, don't let LSU take Michigan State's coach, and they didn't. But how good is he really? How how good do we that's know still the question, that Mel it? Tucker is? He's 16-13 and 13 his career, his head coaching career. I mean, last year they were 2-5. and five. He wasn't very good at Colorado, but he got the gig at Michigan State yeah. because of it. We don't know how good Mel Tucker is yet. Yeah, it's a good thing Tom Allen didn't get this deal last year, right? I that's mean, right. It's the same type that's, of situation. That's a, that's a perfect example. Like, Tom Allen was this year's Mel well, to a lesser degree. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't was a much up-and-coming coach. But yeah, but, I mean. Still had a top 20 were ne- team at the end But they were never 9-1. I mean, but right. They, you're right. It's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, he's hot. So, you know, good for him. Ten years, $95 million. I just don't know that we know for sure that he's an elite coach. I mean, next to Saban, he's the highest paid coach in college football now. Right. But if you're Michigan State, would you rather say, we don't know, let's let him go. And Like, what's the goal at Michigan State if you're going to let your coaches be poached away? Then get the next Mel Tucker and then watch him walk. You know, so if you have a hot commodity, I don't think you can be doing all this. What ifs? Um, if you say, hey, this guy's LSU wants him. um, We've had a guy leave for LSU um, before. Turned out to be the greatest coach um, of all time uh, um, after he left. So let's make sure this one doesn't walk. uh, Time to welcome in Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com. Our weekly conversation ahead of the Wisconsin game. Uh, Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm doing great, Tom. Just en route to lovely Madison. Where does it rank among your trips uh, around the Big Ten? Is it one of your favorites? Yeah, I mean, I I would say it is my favorite, honestly. Um, I've been to every place now. Um, I can't say I've really been able to actually explore Bloomington. Um, we couldn't really get a hotel room there when the, the Nebraska's played their one. Mm-hmm. So that was a hard one to really gauge. Um you know, because we stayed in Indy and drove yeah. in and out. So I don't really have a feel for Bloomington. I assume that's a great college town, though. Yeah. Um, you know, Rutgers is <laughs> – Rutgers. Yeah. You know, I, I think Ann Arbor and, and um, Madison are probably my two favorite places to visit. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, the fans are great, and Build Me Up Buttercup, that's awesome, and the, the jump around. Uh, but what is it in particular for you that's great about it? Um, yeah, I just think the – the fans and I mean they have they have so much fun at the game and I mean, they 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 sing they sing every song in unison I mean even like the Killers Mr Brightside that was like one of my favorite stadium yeah. moments ever to hear an entire stadium singing Mr Brightside yeah. um, you know just they yeah it's just a fun place to go to game yeah. downtown Madison is the capital you know so there's a lot going on down there a lot of restaurants a lot of places to get you know good food and drink. Right. Um, you know, so it, yeah, it's just it's a it's a fun place to visit, and I know a lot of people went in 2011, the very very first Big Ten game, and didn't have a great experience. But I can tell you, after that trip, it's always been fine. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be mean college fans at any stadium to go to. Right. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, but I I know my dad has gone with me multiple times after, and he's he he was going to go with me this year. He couldn't he couldn't invite anybody to go with him uh, to, to go out to the game this yeah. time around. But yeah, it's. It's it's a good trip for sure. Uh, he's Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com. We know the coaching changes are coming, and maybe we'll have to wait another month. We'll see. Maybe it's after bowl season. Uh, but that's the big uh, that's the big drama going around uh, Husker Nation right now. 
Uh, what do you think, though, losing those coaches, those four offensive coaches, did for the players on this team? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a tough two weeks. I mean, I think having a bye week has been really big, though, just to to allow you some time to process what's happened, allow the new guys time to step into these rooms and give them an extra week. So yeah, I, I would like to think it's water under the bridge, time to move forward. They've had two full weeks of practice to to get ready for this opportunity. But Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, they're young kids, Tom, and, you know, they're not used to things like this happening. And to be honest, I mean, they're the play on the field played a factor. And, yeah. you know, so I'm sure some of those kids took it hard um, with what's happened over the last week, knowing that the fact the offense has struggled to do things like protect and run block played a probably a factor in some of these things happening. Yep. Well, you mentioned uh, protecting, run blocking. The offensive line has struggled this year. Uh, Greg Austin, though, was really close with those guys. Uh, they got to get this one right, right? Along with the offensive coordinator. Yeah, and I don't really, I mean, I, I think everyone's got guesses out there, but it, yeah, it's what direction they go. And I think the offensive coordinator is the first piece that you have to kind of know because what position will that guy coach? Now, what if the offensive coordinator is also an offensive line guy? Um, you know, I don't know. that. That's what we don't know. I mean, like, I'll just give an example. Barney Cotton was an offensive coordinator here. He was a line coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, you just you got to find out, first of all, what position is this coordinator going to be tied to? And then from there, you can build the rest of the staff. Will one of these four spots go to special teams? Um, you know, I think there's a lot of things that we don't know for sure. And, you know, guys are still coaching. You know, right. There might be some coaches that are available right now on fired staffs that are you know, looking for work or guys that might have been out of work. Um, but, you know, anybody that's coaching, you're not really going to know – on them until after Thanksgiving or possibly even after championship weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Shot Callahan of HuskerOnline.com. The other thing is uh, special teams coordinator, Nebraska among the worst. Now, Scott Frost has said it's not so much the special teams as the specialists, so maybe you look for a new specialist next year. Will we look for a special teams coordinator, in your opinion? Yeah, like I said um, a second ago, I mean, I think it, you know, it, all bets are off there. I, mean, I think. Scott Frost didn't want to really commit to that a week ago, but you know I've heard it both ways that it might head that direction now that they could get one. I think it just depends on who the guy is and, and who makes sense in that role to bring in. And yeah, I, I don't think Tom it has anything to do with the kick coverage and the punt coverage. And yeah, I think they've gotten better in some of those areas. They got Brandon Frankie to put it to the end zone. Yeah. A lot of it is about the specialists. Can you get a punter? that, you know, puts the ball where it needs to go. Can you get a field goal kicker that can make kicks from 45 yards on in consistently? These are all things Nebraska has not been able to do um, this year, and it's played a factor. And, you know, when you play games where the point spreads are three to seven points every week, those points really make the difference in winning and losing, and we've seen that this year. Well, you mentioned those one-score games, and we wonder about this weekend. Nebraska is a nine-point dog headed to Madison Madison uh, this week. 
Uh, the running back room seems to be a little banged up. How much will that hurt Nebraska this week? Yeah, really not been able to finish a lot of games this year. Um, so they need that complimentary number two part. Jack Wesleyan kind of disappeared against Ohio State. We didn't see him at all come into that game. And, you know, we saw Marquis Step. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Marquis Step, um, you know, is somebody that we see more of this week, especially with the news of Savion Morrison. Um, but, yeah, there's been a lot in that running back room that, that's happened in the last, you know, week or two with the coach leaving and then, um, you know, Ramirez battling injuries, mm. Yant just kind of disappearing, Savion transferring, Step just getting a chance to play again. I mean, so there's a, there's a lot there. It's hard to kind of wrap your hands around, arms right. around where that's going to go. But if I were a betting man, I'd say Ramirez Johnson and Marquis Step will probably be the two guys we see Saturday. You've seen uh, new coaches this week. Steve Cooper has taken a large role. Obviously, Sean Becton still being there is part of the reason you keep him, plus he's a great recruiter. Uh, how much do you expect the offense to change, if at all, this week? Um, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to change too much. I mean, you are where you are right now at this point in the season. It's not yeah. like you can do a whole new playbook. Yeah. And Scott Frost is going to really be captaining the ship um, of the offense. And Steve Cooper is a former offensive coordinator at Portland State in the FCS ranks. Um, you know, and I look at all these guys they brought in in the interim roles. They're all very qualified coaches. Um, three of the four have been Power 5 assistant coaches before, Mike Cassano and um, Frank Verducci and obviously Ron Brown. I mean, Ron Brown, I joked, uh, coached Steve Taylor at Nebraska. Right. That's how long he's been coaching him. He's been around the block. And st- Sorry, Steve, you're not that right. old, I know, man, but I'm just saying that was a long time ago, and he's still coaching guys again at Nebraska. Um but, you know, then, then you look at, um, I mentioned Cooper. I mean, he, he was an offensive coordinator at the FCF's rank. So all of these guys are more than qualified um, for these two weeks to step into these roles. Yep. Uh, Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com. Interesting what Scott Frost said on his radio show last night, that he thinks forever, as long as college football exists, that recruiting will now change. It won't be the normal 25-man classes that maybe you see teams build their teams kind of like Michigan State did this year through the portal. How much do you expect your job to change? Like, you're covering the portal much more than you have in the past. Yeah, it is. Um, I thought last year was really telling how it played out after the Rutgers game in mid-December. I mean, it was like there was like a waiver wire week where you know, we in my business, we used to get this huge boom in January of just recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. And January has turned into, um, you know, recruit ahead month now where you're, you're going to start recruiting the next class because you've already got your class in December. Yeah. So, like, the new January for recruiting or December-ish was transfer portal. Yeah. And it was kind of like this crazy hot stove season of college football where, you know, you were trying to pick up players here and there and, and, and make your football team better. Yep. Uh, so, okay, obviously, uh, tomorrow, 2.30, ABC, Nebraska, nine-point dog. Does that sound about right? Um, you know, I, I've learned one thing, Tom, with this team this year. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. When we thought they would beat Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois, they played their worst football of the year. When we thought Oklahoma mm-hmm. would blow them out, we thought Ohio State would blow them out, we thought Michigan would handle them. They played some of their best football of the year. Um, so I tend to lean more towards that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Nebraska, you know, played Wisconsin all the way into the game, deep fourth quarter, like we've seen all year. I mean, this team, 
that's the thing. This team is so dang close, and that's the hard thing for everybody. And the fact that they can't get the ones you expect to win, that's why everyone's upset right now. I mean, if they could win those other games and, you know, Michigan State don't shank that. I mean, we can go through the whole year, yeah. but I, I think Wisconsin will win. I, I've got a score of like 23-17. Yep, that sounds about right. Uh, feels like a low-scoring type game. Uh, ex- is not explosive is Wisconsin's offense, but obviously the best defense right now in the country. Great stuff, uh, Sean. Uh, what's coming up on the show? 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah, we'll get you ready for the game um, as Robin and I will run through um, and set up uh, Saturday's game. And then we'll hear from Jake Kokorowski from BadgerBlitz.com. Good stuff, Sean. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for the time. Hey, thanks, Tom. There he goes, Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com. Let's get to break. Come back with Rico. Rico Suave will be here with the Blog Jog next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.